in order to effectively sell your products and your services and your lessons and all of that online, we need to connect with people online. That is what we're talking about today on the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast, the art and the science of standing out online. Hey, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast, episode number 272. This podcast is dedicated to helping you, an independent and talented music teacher, create the impact and income you desire through online means. And today we are talking all about how to stand out, how to attract your audience. I have probably shied away to a fault on talking about the marketing and visibility strategies that I have learned and implemented. And that's probably because of some imposter syndrome, which of course we talked about last week. But what I realize is that I'm taking several different people's concepts and I'm melding them together with what I know you need in order to succeed. So I am stepping outside of my comfort zone to share this with you. The first thing that you need to do to stand out online is decide that you are going to stand out online and to say, this is what I want to be known for. It honestly doesn't matter that much what you get known for, but we want somebody to be able to pinpoint who you are and what you're doing and why you're worth following, why you're worth interacting with. So a lot of this is like psychographics. It's the psychographics of the people that you want to attract rather than the demographics, which are a whole lot easier. Are they male? Are they female? How old are they? These kinds of things. Those are important, but what's really going to make you stand out online is how you make someone feel, how you are able to help them see what they want and need and all of that. When we decide what we want to be known for, it should be specific, but it doesn't have to be like one thing. If you are a piano teacher, you want to be known not just as a piano teacher, but as a piano teacher who makes ear training fun or who makes composition fun or who always has the best stickers or who whatever, whatever, whatever. When people know what to expect when they see your content online, that's going to help them seek it out. So we have to decide what we want to be known for. And then be consistent. My general rule of thumb is consistency comes from 80%. So 80% of your content should be consistent with what you want to be known for. And the other 20% can come with other things that are going on in your life or that are going on outside of that thing that you decided you wanted to be known for. An example of that would be you're a piano teacher, but you want to share something that you did performative-wise. Keeping this 80-20 split of education and what you're known for and 20% of your performative and real-world playing. So that's, that's kind of it. That's outward. That is your outward side of things. So we're going to decide and we're going to commit. When we're committing, we want to make sure that it is a regular interval. I'm not saying you have to post at 9 a.m. every single day. I'm saying 
have a plan to show up consistently, to put out new content consistently, and to engage consistently. That's number three, engagement. When we want to stand out online, we have to be part of the conversation. It's not good enough to put out amazing content. If we're not conversational and interactive, whether this is on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any number of platforms that I don't use, being part of the conversation, adding your insight, adding your expertise, adding what you want to be known for to conversations that other people have started where there is interaction with more people who are interested in what you are doing that's where people start learning who you are. And that's how the algorithms are able to suggest your profile to other potential leads, followers, all of that. One thing that happens a lot in the online space is that we tend to gravitate toward the easiest people. The easiest people is having conversations with our peers, right? A piano teacher is going to have a far easier time getting inspired by and interacting with other piano teachers who are doing really cool things. But that's not going to help grow your business. That is not going to help grow your studio, help you to expand online and to create online income in a one-to-many capacity through courses and workshops and programs and all of that. We need to be a little bit uncomfortable and going into the spaces where the people who you want to see you are hanging out. What conversations are they part of where you can be conversational with them and for them to be like, ooh, yes, I want to have more connection. It is so easy to find your peers online. It is so, so easy, which is why I am challenging you to think about those psychographics. I talked about those a couple of minutes ago. What are the other things that your people are doing? What are their struggles? What are their opportunities? How are they approaching the world? What is their life situation? There are a million ways of taking us into the psychographics. And the more we can get in there and the more we can pinpoint who our people truly are, it's easier to connect with them and to create content that they're going to resonate with. And social media becomes a self-fulfilling cycle because you do the work to get in front of the people who are more likely to want your lessons, to want your courses, to want your workshops, to want your online programming for themselves or their kid or their spouse or whoever it might be for. And that's the start of the cycle because those people will then be like, this was amazing. I am so excited about this, so on and so forth. And it'll continue. Uh, let me try and come up with an offline analogy, okay? So you've got a studio on Main Street in whatever town you are in. Your goal with that shop on Main Street is to attract passerbys, right? You want to have a really attractive shingle outside of your store. And then you want to have the best windows so that people can be window shopping and excited to see what's there. That is happens and works really well on Main Street. 
So how do we translate that online? Online, your window shopping is getting that really good content and dropping those nuggets. Your shingle is the link in your bio, okay? It is not your website. Yes, the website has a place and I can talk about that a lot more if you'd like me to, so let me know. But again, your shingle is the link that you provide in passing. It is the link that's in your bio that nobody has to ask you for, okay? And then the traffic. You're going to have people who pass in cars. They need to be able to see something nice and big in your window. You are also going to have people who pass by on foot. They're going to see your window and then they're going to see your sign, right? I think that's a really good way of describing it. So a lot of people are going to see your window. So you have to make sure that your window is nice and fresh. And then your ideal people are also going to see your shingle, your link, they're going to do other things. They might walk through your door, which is sending you a DM. And that's one side of things. But no business on Main Street is ever going to be successful with that passive side alone. What do we need to do to get business inside of our store? We need to connect with the other business owners on our street. We need to outreach into the community. Maybe we're sending flyers to doors. Maybe we're hanging flyers somewhere. Maybe we are having a free event or having a booth at a farmer's market. Those are ways that we are getting in front of other people's audiences. The same way that you are interacting with people on other people's posts. Essentially, the outreach that you do on Main Street to attract people and let people know about your store is exactly the same as being conversational in Facebook groups and on other people's content on Instagram and all that. And the last thing that we can do is extend a handshake. When we're hosting a table at the farmer's market, we are out there, we're shaking hands, we're having conversations, we're asking questions, we are providing information. That's essentially a real world handshake, right? We're initiating conversation. So how do we do that online? We follow or friend, we send DMs, we tag people, we create a bond through direct one-to-one communication. And that is how we stand out online. We stand out by being deliberate, by creating content and having conversations that make sense for the type of people we want to understand that we exist and that our products and services exist. Whether you are filling up your private studio or you have an online course or an online workshop or whatever opportunities you are creating, it's so much easier if we know who we're speaking to and why they need what we are offering and the advantage that they are going to gain by learning from you and being inspired by you and all of that stuff. Okay, that's what I've got for you today. I would love to know if this resonated for you. I have a few links in the show notes. I've got a link to callwithjamie.com. I've got a link to my Instagram and I have a link to the 
online music course blueprint. This is my step-by-step process that you can go through to create a successful online course. I would love for you to download that and to start mapping out what it might look like for you to have your own successful online course. Don't be a stranger. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast and have a great week.